Hi, I'm Brett Kulik, and I just talked with Matt about uh, music. I talked with him about my career, deciding to, you know, make music and stay in Nashville when I thought I was going to medical school, you know, realizing there was no plan B and, you know, all the hustle and grind that I'm doing every day and, you know, what's going on in my life. And I had a great time and I hope you guys enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are here again. We have an amazing, amazing guest today. His name is Brett Kulik. Um, before I actually start interviewing him, I got to just point something out that's really amazing. He is what they call a triple threat, and he's going to talk about that, but he can play, he can sing, and he can produce. Um, that's, that's not common. What's even more uncommon is he's such a smart guy that he had the opportunity to, to go down the path of engineering, could have done all these different things, but he followed his passion and his passion was music. And what we are about to do is hear from a guy who, and I think we're, we're lucky enough to catch him at the very edge of his rocket, which is about to launch. It's about to take off. He's about to just do some amazing things. So welcome to the show, man. Thank you. When you said, thank you for having me. When you said, uh, you know, triple threat, um, what was it? You said, uh, you said, uh, right. Singer. Well, I said placing and, and producing. Oh, yeah. Hopefully I was close. No, 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 no. You were great. I was, I don't know why I was thinking placing and then you were going to say dance or something. It just said, <laughs> and I was like, I cannot dance for my life. Like, please don't let that be the third no? one. Like Sammy Davis. You're not going to, you're not going to. No, da no do dance. Some, uh, Very dancing. Nope. So that intro alone, like I can't wait to hear your story. I don't, I don't want to start with, with what you're doing now. Cause I want to just kind of get into it and give yeah. it a background a little bit because you, you did have a, a fork in the road you're a really young guy, right? You have your whole life ahead of you. Just start off by taking me through like your passion. Well, your, 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 your path wasn't music. Your path was something else. So start with that. And then tell me about that shift. Yeah. I mean, from, even from like a young age, I was always, um, I always loved music. Like I was playing piano. I think I started taking lessons in like the third grade. Um, and I was like, it was all on my own. Like I was like, mom, I really want to take piano lessons. It was never something like that. My parents put on me or like, you know, I was never like forced to practice or everything. And I would always go on like YouTube and like, you know, like look up like how to play like the songs that I would hear on my way to school, like the pop songs on the radio. And I'd like go home and like learn how to play them. So I'd be like, you know, like, like a few months into like taking lessons, I was already going like, that like dj got us falling in love song and my mom's like oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and it was just like for me like watching youtube videos and stuff and like i just kept taking lessons um even like all the way through high school but it was never something that like i thought i was going to do professionally or uh, i guess like just like as a job it was just like a something i just did you know like someone plays lacrosse growing up I was, I was just playing piano but i never thought i was gonna like do anything with it and then like in high school, I started writing some songs. Um, you know, I, when I got a computer, I remember messing around with GarageBand and like anytime there was like a school project where they're like, you know, you can like write an essay or make a movie or make a song or like, you know, you could choose whatever medium you want. I was always, you know, I always made like a song. Um, and it's actually funny because I was looking back at my, uh, my preschool yearbook uh, one of the breaks when I was home and on it, it said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote a rock star <laughs> and I didn't know that. 
until like I completely forgot that I wrote that. Um, it's just funny how like it's somehow coming full circle. Not that I'm a rock star, but that I'm just doing music, you know, and yeah, that's uh, so it's it's crazy. Um, but I went to Vandy to study engineering. You went to Vanderbilt. I, I didn't have any sure intention. I didn't have, I'm sorry. You went to Vanderbilt. Yeah, I didn't have any intention of I honestly want the main reason I went there was for the engineering program. It actually wasn't even for the music. It was just like a great, you know, it was a great bonus, but it wasn't like the thing that drew me there. It wasn't even like originally the first place that I wanted to. It was kind of like a last minute thing. And I'm so happy that I ended up there. So you were, I mean, obviously you were a good student. You got into a, a good school. You were playing music because you enjoyed it. You kind of had a would it be fair to say it was like maybe a fantasy or a dream? Like, hey, I want to be a rock star. But you weren't like, that wasn't like, you weren't like going down that path. Like, I'm going to be a rock star. It was like more like a back of your mind. Yeah, it was always just, it's funny. Like, I never like wanted to be, it's never like the dream of like being famous or like never the dream of like, it was more so like, it was just like my activity that like when I wasn't in school, me and my friends were at the studio and we were just making music and we were just like shooting music videos and like, it was just like the whole process of how like, you know, in, um, all encompassing it was, there were so many like facets to it. And it was just like a great, like creative thing that I got to do that wasn't related to school. And, you know, I was good at it. It was fun. And yeah, I was really just, I was really just enjoying it in the moment. I was never like thinking like far into the future about it. It was always like, just, you know, I guess the plan was I was going to go to medical school, you know, I was studying for the MCAT, but now that I look that back, I realize I never really wanted to do that. So did that come easy to you as far as the schoolwork? Like, you know what it means? You're just a smart guy. You're working, but you did good in school. This, the schoolwork was definitely, it, it was, it was definitely challenging. Um, it was also challenging because like later, like my junior and senior year, when the pandemic happened for all of us, it became like incredibly hard to focus on school, especially when everything was online. And when that happened, I had even more time to work on music. So you could see how like that was almost like uh, started to push me towards oh, wow. that path. Yeah, yeah. I, if the pandemic hadn't happened, I, maybe I would be, you know, still on my way. All of our lives would look very different in many ways. And um, yeah, that's it, it just gave me more time to work on music. And that's when I started realizing like, you know, the real world is coming and I got to make a decision. So your decision was, so you went to Vanderbilt. Actually, let me let me pause for a second. Let's talk about so that two years. Did you have like exponential growth? Like, were you playing so much that you're like, whoa, this just went to the next level? You know, it's, I wasn't actually playing live anywhere, really. I was just releasing music on Spotify. And, you know, I put a few songs out that like really um, blew up. You know, you know, they got some traction on Spotify and I got offered like a, a like a mini record deal from this one company. And I got, you know, this there was this like artist, actress in New York in my sophomore year of college that heard one of my songs and she ended up flying me out to New York and I wrote a bunch of songs for her, you know, all throughout college. Like every month or two, I'd fly to New York and just write songs for her, which was crazy looking back because at that point in time, I don't feel like I knew anything about songwriting. So the fact that like as a June, as like a sophomore, this like, you know, this famous actress, famous actress, oh, maybe cut that part out. I don't know if I should if she ever sees this you didn't just, say who it was it's fine keep going this actor yeah <laughs> true there's a um, lot of famous actresses what was her name again so i don't know if i'm supposed to say Doesn't matter. I, it's okay. Oh, okay um it's up to you whatever you want it's your interview she um 
yeah, she, she like loved my, uh, my writing and my sound. And it was like, it was like one of those moments where I was like, I can't believe this is happening to me. Like, you know, I was flying to New York, writing these songs. It was like the first taste I ever got of like actually making music, like, and it being like a real thing. It was like, Whoa, like they're what was she doing with the songs. You were writing them for her. Like I was writing them for like her. listening to them, but she, Trying to put them out there? She's trying to put them out now. She's currently in the press. So I helped her produce them over the past few years and she's getting ready to put them out. So, oh, hold on. So you wrote them, but she's singing them. So originally we were both singing them together, but it, what it looks like now is that she's going to put them out with her, just her own voice. Because my, you know, when I was a sophomore in college, before I was ever pursuing music, you know, as like a full-time thing, you know, I was just a, a happy kid, you know, I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do this. Obviously, once Amy came into my life and like I started releasing my own music, I have to do stuff that makes sense. And like, you know, I can't it, it wouldn't make sense for me to be on something that I can't like put all my time and energy into help promoting. And I want to do what's best for her and for the song. But that was originally the plan. But now it looks like she's going to be putting them out by herself. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. So. All right. So obviously it's like it, the path became very clear for you. So. You decide to, so you went to college. You graduated? Uh, yeah, I graduated. Okay. That and was not, a, I had to graduate. Yes, that was a good choice. That was yeah. a good choice. Um, how, I don't, how, how did these songs come to you? Oh my God. They, they don't. They sometimes, they mostly, they don't. Mostly it's a struggle. Um, it's different every time. I mean, I, I used to hear this a lot. And I never like really understood it, but now I'm like a really big believer in this of like, it sounds so like hyper philosophical and, but it's like, you have to kind of be a vessel for the song in the sense of like, if you're in like a good mood and you're feeling great, or like, you're feeling really emotional, your brain, or at least I can speak for myself. My brain is just like able, basically like writing a song. I heard somebody say this once is just making a bunch of like decisions like decision after decision, you're like, all right, what's the first note? What's the second note? You know, what's the next chord? What's the next section? What's the next line? And you just, at each step, you're making a decision, right? Like I can start the song being like. Or I can start it like. You know, I can start it in any different ways. And then I have to make a decision about after that part, where do I go? And there's no set of decisions. Now, I guess I'm talking about it really analytically, I guess. But Wait, tell me something. How important is that first five seconds of the song critical. to the listener? Critical, critical. It's like anything. It's like a headline. It's like an intro. You want to make sure that you, you know, you captivate the audiences. But, you know, again, music is subjective and obviously there's no like magic rule or anything. But if you were to say, all right, if I want to make a song that's going to do as well as possible and um you know attract as you know as many years as possible well then these are some of the probably things you should do their best practices it's like getting somebody to like read an article you obviously want to catch your head you know title but at the same time um you know you can do whatever you want and make a, a nine minute intro if that's what you're passionate about and that's what you believe in you gave me before we started you, you were trying to clap out crazy train for me and uh but the actual beginning of that song is the ultimate, like you're, you're hooked in the, immediately. Oh yeah. Because there's also something else going on. There's, there's, I think, I think Ozzy does. There's a, there's like a, 
Yeah, like a he's going I I I and yeah, there's like, yeah. that like weird like percussion sound thing that's yeah. like rattling. Like, like, you're like, in like that just you're curious like what what is this? Yeah, they they they've absolutely like they in that first like few seconds they're creating the whole like sonic landscape of like what the sound is like the yeah. textures and like all the instruments and like what the feeling of the song is. So that's like yeah, but um, we were talking too about like you you were messing around and you. I think you played three notes of a Billy Joel song. I'm like, oh, I know what that is. Like, yeah. that's so critical. Like, it's it's so subconscious. Like, in humans, like, we hear it and, and we immediately feel something. You go back to a place you were, maybe when you heard it or how you were feeling when you heard it. Like, music does bring you to a place that's not absolutely, so emotional. Absolutely. No, it does. It does. And what I was saying about, like, when you're in an emotional state, when you write a song, like, you're able to make the better decisions about what the next decision is because you're, like, you're really feeling those things. But if you're like, let's say numb and you're not like feeling any emotions, sometimes you're not as like connected to like your emotional side. So it's like hard to like know how it's gonna be received. So that's why I'm always like, whenever I'm feeling and I'm in like a, in a mood, whether it's happy, sad, angry, frustrated, I always try and write. Cause that's usually like when the best songs happen. You also find that like your mind and your energy are not always in a creative place. I mean, really, you can be creative. You can't just be creative. Like you can't just flip a switch and be like, all right, I'm gonna be creative now, can you? You know, it's, 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 so I'm actually kind of like dealing with that right now. You know, I've been, you know, really, really writing and producing music for like the past year, year and a half. Um, and I was actually talking to a writer in Nashville about this. You know, some, there's some writers who write a song every day. And like, you know, I was doing that for a while and then it becomes exhausting, you know, and then you're like, I'm spent. I don't have any more like things to say. I don't, I'm not feeling creative, um, but it's like a muscle. Like the more you do it and the more you work it out, the more songs you write, the better you start to get at it. Um, but it's not easy. It's not easy to get yourself excited about an idea every single day, you know, because then you're gonna be like, well, what about that one from two days ago or three days ago? It's like, do I not care about that anymore? So it's like, it's just something that you got to keep practicing and keep doing. And then just also knowing, knowing when to take breaks and just being like, all right, nothing's happening today. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to force myself to write. Cause I'm just not, you know, feeling it. Wow. Have you, it's have, hard. You, have you thought through like, is, is it, isn't it true that like the most profitable side of, of, I guess, being in that, in, in that business is, is being the writer. I don't even, I don't know if that's, I don't know. I think it's I've like, heard it. is it true? I don't think so. I think it's actually really, really tough for writers right now. There's that whole, um, you know, lawsuit with Spotify, you know, how they, they owe a lot of writers money that they haven't paid. And like writers are actually not getting paid a lot of money at all right now. Like nothing. Maybe like, I'm saying it wrong. Is it the publishing? Is that the writer? Like the, the people that own the, actually own the, the are, sorry, the people that, the, the, okay. The people that own the masters. Yeah, right. yeah, that's what I'm owning, talking about. Like the, yeah, people that own the song, like that's that's powerful, right? I mean, you yes. Everything. Yeah, owning owning the master is basically like owning the stock, or like owning like you have ownership of that physical recording, right? So like, um, you know, anytime it gets sold, anytime it gets played, anytime it gets played in like a, you know, in a, um, in a show, you get a piece of it, and right. that's you know, you see like a lot of these you know private equity firms that are buying up catalogs or like buying the master rights um, to certain songs and they can be worth like hundreds of millions of dollars because they're, you know, some of these like timeless songs and the masters themselves just keep getting played over and over again. And like you probably saw with Taylor Swift, you know, 
Scooter Braun owning her master. She had to go back and re-record all, you know, all over again. Right? So it was lit. She re-recorded the same song, but it was different. It was physically a different guitar. You know, it was different actual recording. So it was a new master, even though it was the same song. So look at what's happened. I think I just saw us, like Bruce Springsteen like sold his whole entire catalog like yeah. for like a, a half a billion dollars or something. I know. And Neil Young did it, and, and he sold yeah. It. So there, it's a lot. There's a lot of power now. So I'm just thinking, as you're writing songs for other people, is that what potentially is going to happen for you? Like that kind of like where you have the ownership of the songs. So as a writer, I don't ha- actually have any ownership over the song of the master because I'm not singing on it. I'm not playing on it. You know, it is my words and my, it can be, you know, I contribute to the words and the melodies, but that's where the publishing comes into play. So that's the, like the songwriting. So that's like the, you know, the lyrics and the melody. And then you can take those lyrics and melody and you can make a million billion different masters with it. You can make a reggae version, right? You can make a rock version. You can make different sounding versions of the same song, right? But the publishing, it's the same words in the lyrics, but like, you know, you can play a song a million different ways and it still be the same song. Speaking of that, one of the, the, the ones I hear- It's really confusing. Radio, I don't even think I fully understand it. One of the ones I hear on the radio all the time now, which is by the original singer, but it's that, that song with um, uh, Elton John and Dua Lipa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. what's it? It's, um, and I think it's gonna be, or no. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it is it. Okay. It's great. Like the, what like his it's still him. It still sounds the same, but it's way better now. Yeah. <laughs> but they did do it. It's it's a bop. It's a bop. So smart. He's Elton John's so smart for getting back yeah. in the game and like just like collaborating. And so is, is Paul McCartney. He's like collaborating with all these young artists like Dominic Fike. It's so sick. Yeah. It's so lit. So you've got this triple threat, right? So you're writing, people are paying attention to you. Like it's very cool. I mean, even the story you were telling, like, wow, it's cool. Like that's like very very few people ever get to do what you've already done i know i don't really understand why it happened but i'm just you know i'm grateful and i'm you know go with it i love writing well you're talented i mean obviously you're talented you know why it happened. you're talented and and people are paying attention and on top of that we, it's a perfect time because if it was 10 or 15 years ago it might be different because of the way people are consuming new music now and the way Absolutely. you get music out there like there's no resist you can put out music and and anytime you want yeah. Isn't that exactly. how um uh isn't Justin Bieber started that way? Didn't he? Wasn't he like on YouTube or something? Yeah, no, he was on YouTube. Um, but I think he got picked up by like Usher or, or something from like singing a cover or something. On but, YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. On YouTube. So, like it's a great time for you. So the other side of it is you love performing. Love it, love it. And that's that's what I'm working on over here. I'm working on my live set for this summer. I'm going on a tour and playing all these summer camps. And I've just been like, you know, the first two years of when I was in college and even the last two years, I didn't like really play out a lot. So I haven't had like a lot of experience of like playing like shows that weren't like acoustic. Like I've played a lot of like little writers rounds and like shows that were just me and the piano, but I've never done like a full production thing that you would see at like a venue and stuff. So that's what I've been working on for the past few months. And I'm just getting ready. Uh, getting ready to play all these new songs are you going like up to the northeast for like that yeah sort of all the summer camps are to sleep all the summer camps, camps. yeah oh, yeah okay my both my kids go to one of those i i might have to catch you if you're gonna be there what's what what camp do they go to uh i don't want to say it on here got it but I'll, I'll let you know later yes okay and we'll find out if i'm playing there that's gonna be sick 
but you know, it's they're, they're all the camps are up in the same all spot up in yeah. uh, we're hitting, Pennsylvania, New York. We're going Maine, Pennsylvania, New yeah. York, all those summer camps. And then we're making our way to like the Midwest. I think we're doing like 20 or 25 of those summer camps. So oh, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Amy, Amy's a genius. She had a camp. She had a she had a tour company like years ago called Camplified. And she basically it was like a she worked with labels and she owned a tour that basically brought new developing artists to play like in front of like these summer camps, this audience where, you know, you have an impressionable group of kids who are there and you have all these eyes and, you know, some great people have come out of that. Like, you know, American authors, Rachel Platten, Cody Simpson, Marky Basie, and, you know, just like, and they, that's kind of how they got their start. And so she's kind of like, you know, now that she's back in management, you know, she, talked to like some of her old contacts and started it up again. And so we're going to go on this tour. It's going to be crazy. That's awesome. Give me some well, I, I want to go back for a second. I skipped over something important. So you, um, you were going to go to medical school. So you, you went to, to college, but you already knew when you were in college that you were, you were going this direction. Like you knew you wanted to pursue this. You had made a decision. Like this didn't right. just sort of happen because of COVID. Right. I was, I was, I was literally studying for the MCAT. And when Amy came into my life, and I don't think if, if Amy hadn't come into my life, I probably would not be where I am right now, for sure. Who's Amy again? Amy's my manager. Manager, okay. So I was told, my parents were like, you should talk to, or one of my parents' friends were like, you should talk to, you know, this person at, you know, Sirius XM and show them your music. You know, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to. And it turns out that Amy didn't work at Sirius XM. She just ma- managed like a radio personality there named Nicole Ryan. And after speaking with Amy, it was just like a, a coincidence that she knew my mom growing up and no, she liked my, I swear. So she knew my mom growing up from Miami and she liked my music. And like, honestly, one thing led to another and we started talking for a few weeks and it kind of just turned into like, you know, her being like, you know, what do you want to, you know, like, are you trying to pursue music? Like, and she was the one who kind of showed me how it can be like a real thing. And I actually didn't even tell her at the time that I was studying for the MCAT. And I basically was like, you know, after like a few weeks, a few months, I basically was studying for the MCAT. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I went down and I told my parents and I was like, like, I'm going to stay in Nashville and just, you know, keep working with Amy and make music. And I can't still can't believe that happened. Like, I can't believe that I decided to do that after like all of college, but I, I know I made the right decision because I'm like so happy making music. And it's like, the only thing that like I can stay focused on because I have like horrible ADHD. So when I'm making music, it's like the only thing I get lost in. So I'm like so happy. How long did you stay in Nashville? I'm still, so I'm still in Nashville. It's been, um, okay. okay. It's been uh, almost a year. All right. It's a year. So, wow. So that, that right there is, that's a vibe. Like yeah. you're, you're in a place where you may not be as creative if you were at, at you know, back home or like you're in a place where it's everything is everything's music. Yeah. So I've been able to like meet great artists, other writers, producers, you know, I've been working on my own stuff with other producers in Nashville. Um, And it's so funny because it really is so small. And like, I remember people telling me like, it's such a small, like the music industry is small, like you'll know people. And I remember when I knew nobody and now I know some people and it already feels like really small. Like I'm already starting to like you know, connect the dots. And I remember Amy telling me the first day, like, it's going to seem big at first, but like, you'll see how the dots start to connect. And they, they have started to connect a little bit. Um, but being in Nashville has definitely like helped that a lot. 
Heads Have you lot. seen um, there's a story, the Garth Brooks story. It's on Showtime or, or something. I watched it. It's like a multi-episode okay. documentary. But he he tells a story about how when he first went there, um, what it was like. And it was interesting because in a different but similar way, he kind of described it the same. Like it's really like this little ecosystem. Yeah. And he actually yeah. left the first time around, he gave up and went back, but then obviously came back and again and it worked. But yes. I mean, it, it, he told that similar story that you're actually experiencing. Like you're, you're starting to see like how those dots connect and how that world is so small. Um, it'd be good to see in a year, like what your feedback is on Nashville a year from now. Yes. No. You know, we, what we, happens? We'll schedule another one of these a year from now and we'll, we'll do a follow up. I'm going to see you at camp this summer. Oh yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I'll make sure it's visiting day. Um, okay. So you've got, you love playing, you love performing, you've love got like a lot going on with that. You love, right. You're, well, you're writing. You, you didn't say if you love it or not, but your writing's working. Um, they're producing. So tell me where you see this going in like the next year. Like, how do you, like, what do you see? Like what's building, like what's happening for you? Yeah. And so in the next year, so I'm releasing a lot of new music. So I think that like, you know, in the next year, I'm hoping that like, you know, people, you know, connect with the music that I've been working on for like the past year. And I'm going to start putting it out in, oh my God, my hair's having a mind of its own. Um, I'm going to put that uh, some songs out in May and, you know, I hope people like it. I hope people uh, connect with it. I'm going to be doing the tour this summer. Um, Hopefully I get the opportunity to go on tour again with another artist and maybe open for them for somebody who's like, you know, bigger than me. And that'll just be like another way that I can get my feet wet. Another step. And like, yeah. Just like slowly work my way up, but also um, whilst, while, while doing all that, just like, you know, keep writing and producing for other people. I've been producing for this artist in Seattle named Gila who's starting to bubble up. Um, and we put out a few songs together and, and they've gotten a few hundred thousand streams and I'm working awesome. on another, another one for her that's about to come out. And I think it's going to, you know, be great. And then just like writing and producing for some other artists in town. And, and um, I've been working with this one producer in town, uh, producing from other artists and, you know, trying to sign a, I'm like rambling, but like there's so many things I'm trying no, to no, do. Keep going, keep going. I sign a publishing deal, um, which will let me, you know, get in the room with some, some, you know, great writers and some other great artists that have like uh, teams behind them and stuff. Okay. So who is it that you look at and say, okay, I'm you, I'm multi-talented. So is this person. Like, that's the path I want to follow. Like, that's who I, I want to be like yeah. that person. I feel like John, like so many people say John Bellion, but like, he really has like, you know, such a great, his whole trajectory is like amazing. And the fact that like, you know, he gets to write for so many people like, you know, John, Be- do you know John Bellion? I don't. So he's like a amazing, amazing producer, writer, and artist. I am gonna look it up while you're talking. Yeah, he has that song stoop. Uh, he has that song um all time low. And that goes low, 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 low. What was last name? Bellion, B-E-L-L-I-O-N. Yeah, he um, he, is. So he he has his own oh, oh, I know who this is. Okay. He's great. He puts his own stuff out, does so well. He has a great, great fan base. You know, he's played big stages, he's you know, played all the festivals and stuff. And then at the same time, he produces and writes for other artists like Justin Bieber. Yeah. Was the night in 
Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's so. By good. the way, talk about the first five seconds of the song. I knew it right away. Yeah, exactly. There I you didn't go. know his name. Now I know his name. There you go. That's and that's that's like great. You know, he he's so great. He's so talented. So like doing something like him, or like even like you know Phineas, you know yeah. Billy Billy Irish's brother. He writes, yeah. produces for other artists, yeah, and also does his own stuff. Yeah, like that's, that's amazing how huge how huge they got how fast like how fast that happened. I know, I know. It's super, super crazy. I like, I love like the fact that, you know, as important as it is to like put out my own music, it's just as important for me to write and produce for other people. Cause like, I love making so many different kinds of music and I wouldn't want to just be limited to my own thing. Like I'm not, I don't want to just like be like a, a pop star. I want to like make music that I care about and like that people like care about and then just like make music. Okay. So anybody listening to this, like whether it's like, when it first comes out, where it's five years from now, could easily be like, oh, this, this guy's had it made. Everything's going great. What, what, you know, went to school, smart guy, went to Vanderbilt, whatever. Like, I'm not hearing any any problems. There are I'm a not lot. I'm hearing of- like this guy had any failures. Like, like oh god, no. So talk many about fa- some of the points where you maybe you even wanted to give up. Oh my god. Some, some days I wake up, I'm not even joking. Like every, you know, like some days I wake up and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to be an artist anymore. You know, like this is so hard. Like, you know especially with just like making TikToks and like doing all this social media thing, especially when I don't use social media, like the entire like pressure of like having to keep my numbers up and which, you know, I, I don't have great numbers is like, you know, one thing. And that's like really important for like Amy to be able to like move the needle. So that's like one thing. Then, you know, you know, like writing so many songs, you know, having to write like 50 or hundred songs and only one or two of them really move the needle in any way. But like, you have to remind yourself, it's like why you go to the gym, like just like keeping yourself motivated. It's the consistency. It's, it's so many no's. It's so many no's. And like having songs that are like so close, like so many times where like you think it's like, oh my God, this is it. Like it's happening. And then it's like, nope, psych. Like, and that I can't even tell you how many times that's happened. I mean, like even like that, some record deal, some like record deals that I've gotten then have been like taken away. Like people had interest and then lost interest you know, cause like I wasn't moving fast enough and like, especially there's when a lot I, of pressure. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure and also to move, you have to move quickly and I don't, and, and sometimes it's hard to move quickly when there's so many things going on. And, you know, especially with this tour right now, I'm definitely like very overwhelmed and I'm trying to just like stay strong and like keep moving. But there's, there's definitely like a lot of low days where I have to just like, you know, talk to my friends and just like take a break. But Dude, even your body language, you just sat back and you're like, like oh my God, said, I just, it's, it's, I saw it like in your body. Good interviewer right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Body like, oh my God, you could be like in the FBI. <laughs> be careful. Um, um, also just like, um, yeah, um, producing and writing, just like getting better at those things. Cause you know, I've, you know, I've produced stuff before and then the artist was like, this is terrible. And I'm like, I just worked so hard on it. And I'm like, so confused and like, having to like, like this just happened recently where I was like, you know, producing for this artist and everything was great. And then I kept working on it. And then I brought it back like a month later and they're like, this is not what I wanted. So like having to like, like, you know. Wow. That, that, that has to be like, really, like really disappointing. I mean, you're just yeah, like all this work into it and you're like, wait, I, I know. Good. Yeah, I know. And I mean, it's okay. Cause it is a learning lesson and you know, it's hard to work with people remotely and it's hard, you know, I now I now I know the next time when I work with this artist, 
I'm going to like give them a lot more updates, like every few days, instead of like waiting, you know, it's part of that's my fault. So I'd be being a little bit better with the communication about like, this is how it's sounding. This is where I'm going instead of being like, ta-da. Cause I thought they were a little bit more like laid back than they were. All right. I'm going to time for a musical interlude. When you sit down at a, at a piano, what immediately do you just start playing? Um, you don't think you just sit down like, no, 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 no. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm usually just like, usually it's just messing around with like little chords, just like letting my mind wander. take that those little ideas and then be like oh like i'm really like feeling like you know like just like waiting for something to like you know just like something that like excites now me. i hear barry manilow what you're playing now i hear barry manilow <laughs> you know and i'll just keep messing around like that and just like maybe even yeah. start humming like and I'll, I'll set my like voice note up and just like wait for something like something that like piques my interest and that's kind of why like I was talking about just like being a vessel for the song before because you know I can keep I can do that all day and just make these little like ideas and stuff but they're not songs they're just like they're just ideas and like you have to just like be ready to like find the one that pops out and be like oh that's that's the cool that's the 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 cool thing that's going to be like the the motif of the song the that's the like or whatever you know so yeah that's that's usually what i do when i or i also sometimes will start with like an idea for a song you know like an idiom you know if there's like an idiom that i think is cool or if there's like a a phrase or like you know a cool way to say something and i have that sometimes that can be the thesis for the song and then taking that you know so it it all happens in different ways do you ever wake up and all of a sudden like oh my god i gotta i gotta record that real quick i've actually had a dream where i wrote a song and i remember waking up being so excited because i was like it's gonna be amazing like i literally this is like a paul mccartney moment it was literally the worst thing ever it didn't even <laughs> it, it wasn't even musical it was like all notes that just like didn't it was like it was like like and i was just like so confused because i was, like, okay. I was like that's not what's supposed to happen like it's supposed to like I had a dream, like it's supposed to like be this magical like thing, like you know what's happening, and it was just like garbage. But, but it, so yeah, no, I've, I've that was the only time I've had like a, a dream where I wrote some music and it, it did not pan out. The, the dream story is supposed to be the one that's like it came right? to me in the dream, and all of a sudden I'm winning. I know. Over. I was so I was so upset. I was like, I thought this is like my brain, my subconscious, like you know, like helping me out. I was like, no, it was just a psych out. So watching you do that, so, and then going back to like mentioning like there's expectations, there's pressure, it's things happen quick. Like I'm watching, I'm like, that's not a quick process. Like that's a, that could be a painfully long process. Yeah, no, it can be a painfully long process, especially making a song is like, 
it can be a painful process it, and it can take a long time. Sometimes it can take a short time. That's the thing. It's like, you know, also to people on the outside, it's hard to explain what's happening. There's so much going on that it's like, you know, it's not like a regular job where it's like very easy for easy for people to understand. Okay. You go in at eight or whatever you clock in. If you're working from home, you're going in, you do this, you come back, you get your paycheck. You know, it's like, it's very like, like anything else is very structured. People are very able to understand what's going on or like you're running a business, you know, so that's like, we understand what the business does. You know, it's a little, you know, it's, it's easy for people to understand, but like when you're doing a music, when you're doing music, people don't really understand what's going on. And since the music industry's changed, it's sometimes it can be just like, well, okay, you're not on the radio. Like, when are you going to be famous? It's just about like, when are you going to be famous? They don't, there's so many different facets to it. So it's like sometimes hard to like communicate with like people close to me about like what's going on and like, you know, like we're actually doing great things or like, no, like we're actually like messing all this up, but they might think that we're doing great. So just like that sometimes can be like a little hard, you know, communicating with people like what it is I, I'm doing all the time. Do you, do you have a plan B? No plan B. There is no plan B. That's Amy right told answer. me, she told me, the first said thing. That. she told me, she's like, there's no plan B. If you have a plan B, I'm gone. I was like, there's no plan B. I'm burning the MCAT book. Like we're, I'm, I'm, there's, there's no, there's no backup plan. I'm putting like all my, and I was scared to do that for a while, but then I realized that if I do it, I won't fail. That's right. I'm really glad you said that there's no plan B. Cause if you said there's a plan B, I'm like, oh no, you can't have a plan B. No plan B, no plan. This is it. I mean, this is going to work. It's the I mean, burn the boats mentality. Like there is no other option. I know. And, and I, and I, I've been, I'm still scared and you know, it's okay to be scared, especially when you're trying to do something you know, that you really wanted something that that's new, but I just keep reminding myself, there's no way, there's no reason why it can't work. If you want something hard enough, you can make it happen. Just like you can be afraid of like, there's going to be a ton of setbacks for sure. Just like prepare yourself for that. But it might not take a year. It might take five years. It could take 10 years, but if you stay at it long enough, it'll happen. So you, you, you settled in Nashville. You've been putting a tonic content i'm going to call it content you're, put, you're putting things out in different places you've yeah. gotten you've gotten noticed by by a lot of people um and because you're out there like basically networking i mean you're being creative you're producing things people are noticing i mean it sounds like a lot of people are noticing and now things are starting to go you may hit like this like great patch where it's going great all of a sudden you know we hear stories like oh then it, then it sucked and all of a sudden it's great again but like that's all ahead of you. Like you're still going through that process, but I love that you don't have a plan B and you, 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 you could just be one of those people where the story just turns out like you've gotten noticed, you've got some good things going on and then it just goes. It could. There's no turning back. It doesn't go. There aren't the ups and downs and, um, and it happens to people. So your story is going to be pretty cool to follow. I've no, and I couldn't tell you. How don't disappoint I, anybody. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just my parents. I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So you've got this thing happening. Give the, the tour happening this summer. Yep. You've got, give me a rundown of everything that you've got going on that like it's fun right now. It's happening right now, just so we can all get up to speed and then tell me where people can find you. Tell me like anything you want people to know. Yeah. So I am, you know, I just finished, um, producing and writing my first EP. And so I'm going to be releasing the first song on May 13th. Friday, May 13th. And I'm super pumped. I wrote it like a year and a half ago. 
um, when I was in Montana and it's finally like done. And this is the song that like really like changed my life and like, you know, what is what like got, um, you know, got me connected to this producer, Nick, who I've been working with and, you know, has really, is really what like started all this. And so I'm excited for people to hear it. Um, and then after that, I'm releasing four or five more songs, like every month and a half ish. The, the dates aren't like completely set in stone, but I'm going to start like releasing uh, songs. There's going to be like live videos for each one. Some of the songs are going to have music videos. We're going on this tour this summer. We're going to be playing all these new songs. Um, and while that's happening, I'm going to, you know, keep writing and producing for other artists. Um, and yeah, that's, it's going to be after August, hopefully a lot will have changed. What is it that you really hope happens after August? I hope after August that I can just support myself with music, you know, be able to like financially support myself and like be completely like living my life, you know, paying for all my, you know, all my insurance, my phone bills and stuff with no help, you know, and be just like completely independent with music, which is like literally my goal, my dream you know, even if I'm just getting by, that's great. That's a great like place to be. And I just want to get to that place. And then after that, it'll be easier. You know, I'll feel a lot more like I'll feel great. I love it. Yeah. When these things come out. So what's the best way for people to, to find the things you're putting out? Like, where, where are you? Yeah. So I'm on Spotify. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, Amazon music, Apple music, every platform you can think of I'm on. Um, if you want to like stay up to date with like, in, you know, info about me, Instagram's a great place. I put all my new stuff out on Spotify, all the streaming services. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. my awesome. So we're definitely going to put that in the description down below, everything that you, that you're doing, everything that you have, it's all going to be down there. Um, you know, one thing that, that is pretty cool about you, I love it because I get, I, I can use, uh, I, I can use the, the show ending with you and it's always, it's genuine. And so at the end of every show, my message is be humble, hustle and do the work. I love that. That's, that's what you're doing. You're humble, you're hustling, you're doing the work. And what does that lead us to? It leads you to the opportunity to reach your potential, but you have to do those things. You have to, there's with no consistency. No, totally. And Amy's such, I'm so lucky to have Amy. She's a great manager. And she's also just always reminds me there's no, there's no cutting any lines you know, you have to put in the work. And I think with the music industry, at least from the outside, if you're not in it, there's this whole like misconception or there's this whole idea of just like blowing up overnight and just like, you know, um, there is no such thing as blowing up. Like, I mean, there is, but like, you'd be surprised of how many of these people you think just blow overnight, oh, blow up overnight. I've been doing it for years. And like something that I did recently was this like deep dive of like all these artists that are starting to bubble up. And I like, tracked all of their like activity and their like social media mentions and stuff over the course of their career. And I basically found like similar trends, even for people that I thought blew up overnight, you know, seeing, you know, they were all originally like in their high school, like blogs, you know, and then in their yearbook and then in college, they, and then their radio station in college. And then like, you know, they played like a local show at their town. Like it was all like a very slow, gradual, everyone kind of went through the same things. You know, some people were more well-known at different parts in their journey, but the journeys all were the same. And so nobody is going to, you know, there are the rare cases where, you know, people do blow up overnight, but for the most part, you got to, 
you have to like just work hard and, and just basically everything you said. Hustle. You put in the work and, you, and you're just consistent. And, and that always, always, always pays off. Always. Yes, always. And it may, it may take 20 years. If, if, you know, if you, we look at you 20 years from now and wherever that may be, maybe you've won awards, maybe you've reached the highest levels. People that just discovered you then would only know you at that point. They wouldn't think about the 20 years you put in to get there. Right. I don't know what the Bee Gees were doing before they were the Bee Gees, but I'm sure they were practicing in their in their house, you know, getting good at guitar and singing and stuff. There's a story that's uh, there's a book written by a guy named Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, oh, yeah. Outliers. He tells in that book the story of the Beatles, how they played like 10,000 hours in bars in England before they were ever even known. Yeah, he's the ten thousand, the ten thousand hours guy, right? Yeah, yeah, it's that's true so, though. That's you have to put in the ten thousand hours, hypothetically. So true. I don't know where he came up with that, but it's, it seems to be spot on. It's, it was a good marketing number, yeah. but, but I mean, the message is clear. Like you, you, we, we know people because they've reached a certain point. And I started out by saying that it seems like you're like a rocket ship about ready to go. And, and like I'm glad that we're we're having this conversation now because we can look back on this. And we'll check in periodically. Like it's going to be fun to watch your progress. Thank you. You're yeah, going. Like you can. You're going, man. We can see let's it. Do it. Let's do it. I'm going to see you at camp this summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank awesome. you for having me. I really awesome guy. It. Great energy. Like even the little song you played, I I got mesmerized in like a second. Like it's just music does that to you. You know, it's great. I love you. Thanks again, man. And listen, thank best you. of luck, and um, you just just keep doing what you're doing. It's going to happen. Thanks. Thanks. I really appreciate it. All right, my friend. Talk to you soon. Hey, talk to you later. Bye.